When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, new listeners, veterans, and average people. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> average people. <laughs> average Welcome, if you're average. This is the Naked Gaming Podcast. With, with me, Lee Milner. And me, Chris Barrow. Now, a lot of people have been commenting after our special interview that we did the other day that it's weird that we're married. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, well, yeah, I suppose. I suppose. It's odd to be working in the same field. Yeah, but we're used to it because... We've been working together for years. I know, a long time. Yes. Feels like years. Yes. How yes. many years does it feel like? That's feels the... like decades. <laughs> Shut up. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I suppose it is weird. Yeah. Because loads of people ask, oh my God, do you really work with your husband? Oh my God. No, it's fake. What is it like? I thought it'd be really cool to do a side podcast oh. about us being married and what it's like working together, oh. living together, being married together, arguing together, getting <laughs> annoyed, argue. <laughs> uh, getting annoyed, but you move stuff. When I, I don't move stuff. You um, move stuff. I move it into the correct place. Yeah. So I'll put something there, like, for example, the gin glass yesterday was on the side and then I'll turn around and it's been tidied into the cupboard. Yeah. It's like, but I was going to have, I was going to use I mean, that. Most men would, would, would be so grateful to have a wife that basically just tidies after them. But yeah. then again, you do cook. Yeah. So it's a good trade-off. Did you like my fish yesterday? I did like your fish. Was it, was it? My fish? what? Your fish. <laughs> my fish. <laughs> uh, Sean Connery. Wow. Um, sea bass. Yeah, good. Very good. Mm, good. Now, hopefully you caught the extra episode of Naked Gaming last month. Well, it was like two weeks ago, actually. Mm. Uh, we both were interviewed by Gene Bean Baxter. Legend. About this podcast. Are you guys naked now? And am I required to be so also? Uh, we're not entirely naked, but we are, we are doing this in dressing gowns. I'm sure uh, Chris <laughs> won't mind me saying that. <laughs> Leah said, before we started this interview, she said, uh, do we have to do video on this call? And I went, no, it's fine. She went, right, dressing gown it is then. So actually, in a way, you've caught us um, almost uncut from home in the Naked Gaming Podcast studio. You can download that now and subscribe if you like. We're looking for a few more reviews. Yeah, go. Go review this right now. Pokemon Go. Go. Pikachu Go. Review Go. It doesn't work like that. Uh, This month, I finally finished The Last of Us Part 2. Well done. And I enjoyed it. Well done. The bits that you play as Ellie are really good. But that's, sadly, 40% of the game. <laughs> when, I, when I reviewed it, I was about eight hours in when we did the initial review and you played a tiny bit as another character. Mm. And I thought, I don't like that bit, but it's okay because I'm playing as Ellie. Mm. But then later in the game, much more of the game, you're not Ellie. So I don't know. Why don't, what's your beef? It's boring character. I've, I'm invested in Ellie. She yeah. was in the first game. Yeah, no. But I don't but, care about this new character. But why? What's wrong with Abby? She's bored. I don't care about oh, her. That's not very nice. Anyway, so it's that's freed Abby. up lots of time to play new releases, ah! like Crash Bandicoot number four. four. Also, Star Wars Squadrons is out, and lots of people are playing it in virtual reality VR headsets. Um, not to boast, but I've personally played over two hours in one session in VR without any motion sickness issues, but. 
two other people who I've showed it to have felt almost immediately ill, like within three or four minutes. And of course, we're going to feature some terrifying games because Halloween is that- here this month. Did you like that? <laughs> Not really. <Ooh>. No. <laughs> what, what horror films have you been watching? Oh, and yeah. we watched, what was that one? Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko. It wasn't that scary. Uh, yes, we asked Alex Rhodes to kill some zombies all in the name of Halloween. Eons pass, empires rise and fall, and eventually Days Gone loads up. So here we go. Uh, basically, it's the story of one man and his motorbike in a world full of zombies. A tale of oldest time, really. Uh, there you can hear, you can hear my wild hog rev up there. So please subscribe and follow us on Twitter. It's at Naked Gaming Pod. Now, as has become our way, let's start with the gaming news with Lee Milner. The developers behind one of the most anticipated games of 2020 have gone into what's called crunch. CD Projekt Red, who are making Cyberpunk 2077, instigated mandatory extended work weeks so they could complete the game before its release date on the 19th of November. That's despite the studio previously pledging not to do exactly that to get the game finished. I just want the money. One of the original Facebook games, Farmville, will stop working at the end of the year. The game where you build and manage a farm was once the most popular on Facebook. It's because Flash Player that allows the game to run won't be supported anymore. Zynga, who managed the game, say as a direct result of Flash's removal, Facebook will no longer be able to support games that use this technology. And sadly, Farmville is one of those games. Several major developers have formed a coalition to fight Apple over its App Store policies. The coalition for App Fairness is made up of members from Spotify, Epic Games and Tinder. It claims Apple taxes consumers and crushes innovation. If you want to catch up on all the Apple versus Fortnite drama so far, download the last few episodes of the podcast where we dramatised it. I am the law and you can't ban their unreal engine, but you can ban their game from the store. Yep, that really happened. Thank you, Lee. Crunch, Flash and Fortnite, we've covered it all. Stop kidding around. Snake? Snake! This is the Naked Gaming Podcast with Chris Barrow and Lee Milner. Now let's get into some new releases, starting with your favourite. It's got to be Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Crash! Crash! Wake up! What you collecting? Crystals, gems, masks. I guess that means I'll have to kill you. Huh? So what did you think? It's all over to you for oh, Crash 4, oh because God. you've been playing <laughs> Crash 1, 2 and 3, yeah. but now 4's come out. Really highly anticipated game for you, so what's going on? It's so different, but in a good way. It's as if they've taken Crash and just like looked at all the things that they need to, need to improve mm. and then released it. All the criticism that people like me... Cause Everything. I, I found Crash 1 and you were finding Crash 1 annoying because when you run out of lives, like five, four, four lives, you have to restart the whole level. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this, you can choose a, a modern... It's like a like classical modern play style as an option at the beginning. If you choose modern, 
you can have unlimited lives and the frustration is gone. The thing is, who plays games now where you have a limited number of lives? At the end of the day, you just want to have unlimited number. You want to play the game as much as you can. and so you can Exactly. Um, but they've, they've even gone to like the small details. Like when you jump, you can actually see now with a circle way going to land. So mm. it's a bit more accurate. Also, you can do new moves like double jumps. And you can, there's loads. More, I don't want to spoil it though, but you yeah. can do loads more things with the characters. And it, that's another thing, characters. Well, let's talk about some of the characters because again I don't really like Crash as a main character but very, what? Uh, very well I just think he doesn't really say anything he's got no personality he just goes Ooh, like that um, but, reminds me of someone oh thanks <laughs> um, but what's really good is very early on you unlock Coco yep. and then you can swap between them and they have very similar moves and you can just play the whole game as Coco and I think you get even more characters the further yeah, on yeah you, you might recognise some of the characters from their um, their crash racing team oh games, yeah exactly so, yeah but you can also unlock skins unlockable skins so they can look different and we mm-hmm, like the mm-hmm. robot-y looking one which mm-hmm. is very cool the levels are really cool as well well that's what... the t- tell me about the time thing because there's this that you can sort of press the trigger the right trigger and instead of it just being a normal platformer like some of the things disappear and mm-hmm. reappear and stuff like that and it, like i say it's like the original crash but better it's so funny did you yeah, laugh it's at funny. The, and it also just just long enough cutscene at the beginning. You're about to skip it, and then it's you know stopped. what I'm like with cutscenes. So what do you give it out of ten? Oh, this, that was a longer pause than I thought. It's you were because give. I'm deciding between a nine or a ten. Oh, I see. Do I give it a ten? You can give it nine and a half if you want. But I you have feel to like it's why. premature to give it a ten. I haven't played enough of it yet. Okay, so what, I have, have played a lot, but not. I need. I need to get deep. deep. <laughs> We've been married <laughs> too long. <laughs> I was going to say something else then, but it's I know. good job for the clean version. Um, let's go with, oh, hell, it's a Friday. Let's go for 10. Wow. 10 out of 10. Okay, so... The last time I did that, it was... Um, crash Team Racing. Crash Team... <laughs> <laughs> I actually did email uh, Activision, who make the game, and I said, we really love Crash. That's why our banner on our Twitter page is yeah, us crash. with Crash in, yeah. the, in the racer. I love they, Crash. They allowed us to use the imaging. Can but... they send us a plushie, please, for Christmas? <laughs> is like that a what Christ- you want? Yeah, want like a big Crash plushie for our Christmas special. Um, I just wanted to say that I'd give it a nine, and the only reason it loses a point from me is because when you start, there's 50 pages of terms and conditions. But you have. I didn't have to do that. So. No, I had to do that. So you can give it a ten, <laughs> I'll give it a nine. Uh, the wonderful Crash Bandicoot 4 It's About Time is available now on PS4 and Xbox. It's around 55 to £60, pounds, depending on if you get the bonus, worth it. The bonus skins. What have we got? Next on the Naked Gaming Podcast, it's the latest Star Wars game. Now, it's it, it's similar to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, because mm-hmm. it also has a colon in the title. It's Star Wars Squadrons. Okay. Remember why we fly. For hope. For the new Republic. Vengeance will be ours. This time you fly around in either a TIE fighter or an X-Wing. Other airships are available. And it's re- <laughs> honestly, it's really good. Now, I'm, I'm an okay Star Wars fan. I'm not like having a lightsaber delivered to our front You're probably door. more than me. I am more, oh, for sure more than you. Now, Jedi, I liked and it was really good, but it was missing the Star Wars music. Now, we watched, we watched E.T. the other day and it's so the music makes the film. Exactly. It's very similar to the Star Wars music. Anyway, this has the Star Wars music. So immediately, oh, okay. I'm in. Yeah. Now, you feel like you're flying a TIE fighter or an X-Wing. It feels... You know those bits in so the film? So you're, 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 you're in it. You are in it. You're the pilot. You're in the cockpit. Yeah. You are literally the pilot. Okay. Uh, the controls are a little bit fiddly, but you, once you get the hang of it, you sort of do it without thinking. 
So you start thinking, oh, I'm going to I'm going to sweep left and do a bit of a spin, and it sort of happens automatically, which is really nice. I'm really sorry. I'm probably skipping way ahead. No, here, go on. But how how do you do that with a VR set? Well, okay, I know we so haven't got a VR set. Let's talk virtual reality then, because I haven't played this game of virtual reality. But one of the biggest selling points is that actually, if you put the headset on mm. and you buy a special like joystick thing, you can look around in the cockpit with the VR headset, mm. and as you look left you can see out the left window of your TIE fighter or your X-Wing. Now, I'll tell you who has got a VR headset, who's a radio producer. Alex Griffiths. No! Let's hear what he thinks about this game, because he's been playing in VR. Vanguard 3, ready for battle. Vanguard 5, have the ready. Vanguard 4, standing by. So I've had Star Wars Squadrons for just over a week now. And what I've realised is it's pretty much two games rolled into one. You've got the flat screen version, which is a really enjoyable arcade space flight sim with really lively multiplayer. And then you've got the VR version, which is all of your childhood dreams of being Luke Skywalker come to life at once. There's nothing in gaming like looking to the side out of your cockpit and watching the X-Wing S-Foils move into attack position. If you grew up with Star Wars like me as well, it does make the hairs stand up on your arm. When you're in the cockpit as well, very different to the flat screen version, you've got such a sense of immediacy and you have all the instrumentation in front of you and there's loads to monitor as well in the cockpit. So if you're thinking about the flight sim side of things you've got a power management system so one moment might want to put a bit of energy in the engines so you can boost out of a firefight and avoid a missile and that's in addition to all the normal online multiplayer HUD elements so who's killed who and uh, what the next objective is there is an instruments only mode but that's really not for the faint of heart I tried it very briefly and all I could think of was there's a moment in New Hope when Luke is on his Death Star trench run and Obi-Wan's voice comes through and he says, use the force, Luke. And Luke, you know, turns off his, his targeting system and the rebels freak out. They go, Luke, you've turned off your targeting computer. What's wrong? And after playing a bit of instruments only in Squadron, I can absolutely see why they would be concerned because it's so easy to get lost in space. In space, no one can hear you scream, oh my God, which way is up? The sound design is fantastic because it's EA, because it's a AAA game. Obviously, they've got all the rights to the proper Star Wars sound. And in VR, with headphones on, you've got directional hearing. So a TIE fighter coming up right behind you, you know, that distinctive screeching sound and the blasters, you can tell exactly where they are. And then also, if you narrowly dodge a missile or you get hit, your R2 unit over your shoulder, and you can hear it over your shoulder, makes those really distinctive like R2-D2 noises. The story mode in the game is pretty good, but really the core of it is that 5v5 online fleet battles. So that's your Star Destroyer versus a big capital ship from the Rebels. VR really excels when there's a sense of scale, and this, this game's really good at that. So Star Destroyers are massive up close. Other nice things, there's a colorblind mode. So if you're red-green colorblind like me, sometimes online shooters can be a bit, a bit of a struggle, but... This one has all three or four types of colorblindness mode. You can map your controls as well. So when I initially started playing, I really didn't like the control system. It didn't feel that intuitive to me. And I just made my own that made sense to me. The downsides, not to boast, but I've personally played over two hours in one session in VR without any motion sickness issues. But two other people who I've showed it to have felt almost immediately ill 
like within three or four minutes so be warned it's possibly not for everyone and you will probably need your vr legs to be quite steady when you get started playing it on flat screen is perfectly enjoyable but my god if you're a star wars fan and you've always wanted to be an x-wing pilot get it get it if you've got a vr So he very much is enjoying playing Star Wars in VR. Now, we've got loads of comments about this. Uh, We've got one podcast who follows us saying that it's simply stunning in VR. It answered all my childish dreams. I'd love to fly the Falcon in VR now, so there we go. Uh, Joe also says, I've got this Oculus Rift 2 thingy. I hope I can play Star Wars while the kids are both at school. (laughs) Uh, And Glenicus on Twitter says, I'm playing it in VR, but I have to do it in bursts of no more than two missions at a time, otherwise I start to get a bit queasy. Oh, wow, okay. there you go. But anyway, Star Wars Squadrons is a must-play in VR, but it's also really good even if you just want to play it normally. It's out now, though, on PS4, Xbox, Windows, and it's around 35 quid for the game, so it's actually pretty cheap. Now, normally we wouldn't review a game again. Not really. But. Well, that was quite loud, wasn't it? Sorry. Yeah. But. And again. <laughs> I'll try and compress it after this. I don't think do I'll you be know, able to. Do you know in, in the, when I go and present on Look East, they have to turn all the, the channels the down, down because I actually, come, I actually come across much louder than uh, like Clive Myrie or. Hugh Edwards. I do. I'm much louder. I am actually seeing the doctor about my ear, my left ear, because I can't actually hear as well. <laughs> or my bust left... your eardrum. Ear, anyway, sorry, ear. back to actually what we're talking about. Fall Guys Season 2 has just been released. Mm. How good was that game? It was really good, wasn't it? There's new levels this time round. There's a new mode as well. I think you can play in slime only, where you get eliminated basically every round. Anyway, here's Jack Surfleet, who's back again to review it for us. Full Guys Season 2 is out, and we've been thrown back to... Medieval Times! No clue if that's a medieval voice, but let's go with it. So, what's new in Season 2? Let's talk about minigames. You know those really frustrating team games where you ended up lumped with a bunch of uncooperative teammates? Well, they're gone. Mediatonic now gives you the option of a gauntlet showdown, also known as the mode where you don't have to work with your teammates. But if you want to play the main show, here's what they have in store. Egg Scramble and Hoopsie Daisy have been rebranded as Egg Siege and Hoopsie Legends. A new round called Night Fever, or Kenite Fever, there's the medieval pun, sees you avoid swinging axes, run over rollers, dodge dangerous weapons and cross the drawbridge to qualify. Oh, and watch out for the holes in the floor too. Another new addition, Wall Guys. It's total chaos, really. It's another co-op challenge, but it's also a race where helping actually hurts. You have to build steps over a wall using movable blocks gradually increasing in size. You climb up those steps and jump over the wall, and then repeat with a slightly larger wall until you get to the finish. Very quickly, it's time to take a trip into the wardrobe. It's quite tight in here. This new season brings many, many new medieval-themed outfits and funky emotes, both in the store and, of course, for you to unlock through another 40 levels of madness. So, boot up your PlayStation or PC, suit up yourself, and get ready for some medieval battle in Fall Guys Season 2.
Thank you, Jack Surfleet. And actually, it was really funny because this game came out and I was talking to him about reviewing it and he said, oh, I'll do it when I get home. And I was like, well, I'm at work and you're at work and it's 11 o'clock at night. We're both on night shifts. So what we both did was we came home and played Fall Guys Season 2. Against each other? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> no, we just played it at the same time at like 7am when we should have oh, gone to wow. bed. Wow. But anyway, thank you, Jack Surfleet. And Fall Guys Season 2 is now live. Another year, another FIFA. This time... It's FIFA 21. Oh, what a goal There's a certain spirit within the city. I want to be someone that the fans know will die on the pitch for them. How many FIFA games do you think there have been in the series FIFA? Like too many. Actually, Sorry, FIFA fans. It's actually 29 games. What? In the series. Well, how come they call it FIFA 21? Because it's going to be, a, it's the 2021 season. Oh. Yeah. But there are 29 games, including FIFA Mobile and all the rest of it. So there we go. Their slogan as well is, feel next level, winners won. Hmm, that's not of... very nice, is it? Why? Well, just get, you know, what, what about working as a team? Oh, right, I see. <laughs> you know, it's a football game. Yeah, but you Winners do, won. Yeah, but you do play... You against one other person, but you control a whole team. You can't team. see Mourinho saying that, can you? Winners well. I am the winner. Good knowledge of football. Sure. I don't you. know anything about football. <laughs> it's not my thing at all, but no, luckily, really? Drew Miller-Heinemann, who reviewed FIFA 20 for us last oh, year, yeah. is back. Yeah. So what does he think? FIFA 21 feels a little bit like FIFA 20.5. If this game had come out 10 years ago, it wouldn't be a whole new game. It would be a piece of DLC for FIFA 20. When it comes to a lot of the game modes, Volta and FIFA Ultimate Team, they're basically the same thing. Ultimate Team still exists for you to put money into packs to make EA more money. And Volta is fun if you like that kind of thing, I guess. The main changes come to the gameplay, and those changes are very welcome, if maybe not going quite far enough, and to career mode. So I'll start on career mode. It's... A nice change to have a training and youth system that actually means something. It's a lot more fleshed out. It's not just simulating the same five training sessions that you would always do before. You do have to think a little bit more about it. It is a little bit more frustrating trying to manage the sharpness of your players. Yet another thing to try and worry about. The game mode changes are probably the thing I'm happiest about and I guess most excited about. They have made players feel like they are actually moving and responding to the way you're playing the game so previously if you didn't move or even if you did a lot of the ai teammates on your team just wouldn't move around at all they'd be really stationary and the same goes for the opposition this year they have made it a lot lot better but still nowhere near the level of high-paced fun exciting action we had on fifa 14 and previous games it's definitely an improvement Is it a whole new game? Probably not, but we've come to expect that on FIFA as of late. Uh, Some welcome changes, and if they go further, either through the upcoming gameplay updates or with the next FIFA, then they're going in the right direction. Thanks, Drew. Really appreciate it. Uh, FIFA 21 is out now on all platforms for around £60. I would never pay £60 for a football game. Neither would I. But then if you like football, listen to Drew. So we'll go through some Halloween games soon. But before that, uh, a quick mention of one new release. It's it's a game we spoke about extensively when it first came out in Early Access last year. Hades. Yes, carry on, everyone. Don't mind me. Let's get you from that miserable place. 
leaving. Try and stop me. Well, Hades is finally here. And I love it so much. It is amazing. <laughs> it's, it's not your kind of game at all, though. Go on, it? then. What's it like? Do you know what it's called? It's called Isometric View. I had to look this up. But basically, imagine like looking at a chessboard from, a, from the corner. Mm-hmm. And then you're moving around the guy on the board. Mm-hmm. That's how it looks when you play the game. And you're running around as the son of Hades. Right. Right. And you have to try and escape from hell. Oh, sounds lovely. But it's really difficult. It's like a slasher kind of game. It's like Diablo 3, if anyone's played that. You get loads of powers and you have to try and escape the bosses. And it's really difficult, but I absolutely love it. It looks a bit weird. Yeah, it's very artistic. It does look like you're in hell. And also, everything looks m- miniature. Yeah, it does. You, it's quite a far it's away view, It's too hard to see. <laughs> you're like, I don't like any glasses. I know. <laughs> I, like, I like it really big in your face. That's the quote of the show. Uh, can I use <laughs> no, that? In, but like, can like, I use that in the intro? Yeah, if you want. <laughs> but like, um, is it Tekken? No, not Tekken. Streets of Rage. Yeah. Everything's bigger. Oh, this is much smaller than that. I know, it's tiny. Uh, the levels change every time you play as well. So you go through a door and you think, oh, I know what this is going to be. But then it totally changes. It's like a different bit of the dungeon. Uh, anyway, it's really, really good. I just wanted a quick mention of it. It's out now on Nintendo Switch, Windows and Mac for about 25 quid if you like slashers. And if, also, if you're not very good at slashers, so maybe you could play it. I there's, don't want to play it. There's a thing called God Mode where it kind of lets you escape very easily. So maybe you should play it on that. I like it really big in your face. This is the Naked Gaming Podcast with me, Lee Milner, and... Chris Barrett. Why do you always look at me like... <laughs> I was looking at my phone, okay? Shut up. Carry on. <laughs> Uh, let's have some retro revival now with a game that was uh, the benchmark for how powerful your computer was and how awesome it could make this game look. Crisis Remastered. Our job is to locate and evacuate. We're not at war here. The North Koreans are hiding something. As soon as you secure the first hostage, we'll move out to investigate. Book engaged. Hey, Nomad, you still with us? On my way. So 13 years later, the game came out in 2007, and as you said, it was like the, the technical benchmark. So when it came out, if your computer was rubbish, you, mm. you couldn't really run Crisis. Okay. But as you bought extra bits for it and powered it up, it started to look better, and people went, oh, look how amazing Crisis looks. Now, they've released it on PlayStation 4, and it is an absolute shocker of a game. Wow. It's a real shocker. It is jerky, and it can barely load. And it's got an autosave system every minute or two. So you're running along and then it, and it freezes. Goes, freeze, yeah. Autosave. Carry on. And then you carry back on. And also, everyone was going, oh, it's an open world. You can explore this first-person shooter and it's got this amazing thing. It's not open world at all. You can't... You can <laughs> it's o- a lie! You can only go down the, the one jungle path. And if you try and go left, it's like, oh, no, there's a wall of trees that you can't get through. Sorry. So it's, so it's a one big lie. I never played it originally. Because How I, do these things get through? Well, it, like I say, them? it was the technology. It was that it looked good on your computer in the early days. Uh, you can play it on PC as well now, but why wouldn't you just play a new game? And how much is this going for? 30 quid. I just, I, I don't know. It's not for me. But it's out now on all platforms if you really have to play it again. Power up. Can I do this one? Yeah. Because I'm going to put some effort into this. <laughs> you ready? 
This is oh, the spooky naked gaming podcast. Do I sound like Dory sound like from, from sound like you're singing? It's not your scary Dory voice <laughs> with Lee Milner. Do you want me to try and Chris Barrow? Shall I try and see if the editing software can yeah. add? So do something spooky, and I'll see if I can make you. This is the spooky naked gaming podcast with Lee Milner and Chris Barrow. You see, you couldn't be bothered to wait for me that time. Nope. Okay, uh, so Halloween is upon us. Uh, we had a look around for some spooky and horrifying games for you to play. Uh, we sent out our reporter Alex the Reprobate Roads wow. on a challenge. <laughs> Can't wait for a montage of his names. One day. <laughs> That's a good idea, actually. Uh, he's going to blast some zombies for us, obviously in Days Gone. Hello, Chris and Lee. It's Alex here, back again for another game. Uh, because it's October, spooky season, or as uh, I call it, because I'm almost thirty, Halloween. Uh, I decided to play a bit of a scary game uh, this month. Uh, I don't know if you go, if you guys go on the um, PSN store. If you're a PS Plus member, they give you a free game every month. A couple of free games come up on the store. Uh, this month they put on Days Gone, um, which is a zombie game. I'm just on the start menu now. Okay, let's get that going. Uh, I play, I've been playing a bit of uh, this for a few days now since I downloaded it. The loading times, first of all, though, are abysmal. I've just clicked on, you know, continue game here. They take so long, it's unbelievable. Look at this, still going on. Right, come back to me in a second. Eons pass, empires rise and fall, and eventually Days Gone loads up. So here we go. Uh, Basically, it's the story of one man and his motorbike in a world full of zombies. A tale of oldest time, really. Uh, There you can hear, you can hear my wild hog rev up there. Uh, You play as a character called uh, Deacon St. John. Uh... Presumably because Jean-Claude Van Damme was already taken. But uh, yeah, uh, that's your character's name. He's a cool biker man uh, who fears his wife has been... Oh, I just run over a zombie. He fears his wife has been killed at the outbreak of the zombie apocalypse. Oh, I've just run into a bunch of zombies. Here we go. You've got, as you can probably hear, you've got a selection of guns and also some melee weapons. So I've got a pistol at the moment and... Oh, we got me there. Uh, and a baseball bat with some uh, nails in it. If for some reason in zombie games and movies you can't call them zombies anymore, that's too passe. So they're called freakers and uh, creepers and things like that. So this one, these ones are called swarmers. They do sort of what they say on the tin. The motorbike constantly runs out of petrol. And also from ramming zombies and crashing it, it will slowly break down over time. So you have to fix it with scrap. So that's what I'm going to do at the moment. So there we go, 100%. But... I don't have any petrol still. I've got 40% petrol. It goes down quicker than you think as well. If only he'd switch to, you know, instead of being a motorbiker, why couldn't he just get like a Tesla or uh, a Hyundai Leaf, you know? Save the planet and save yourself from having to go to destroyed petrol stations as well. I've met three camps so far. And um, the problem is, my problem with this game is that it takes itself very, very seriously. They're clearly doing like a Walking Dead thing. Uh, You know, they're sort of aping that sort of style. What it wants to be is Red Dead Redemption with zombies. And unfortunately, it doesn't quite hit that mark. As well as zombies... Ooh, crikey. As well as zombies, you uh, occasionally bump into wolves and bears and things like that. So that was what almost got me then. A wolf just dived at me. They can knock you right off your motorbike. There's some shadowy corporation who may or may not be responsible for the zombie outbreak. You're kind of standard affair, really, you know? For a zombie game. So yeah, pretty fun game. Download it while it's free. 
I wouldn't have wanted to pay full price when it came out last year, towards the start of last year. Um, but as a free game, you can't go wrong, really, so get it while you can. It's called Days Gone. Ah, get away! Download it and you'll think, Blumenek, where have all the days gone? Thanks, Alex. That was scary. And I'm just talking about your face! <laughs> Busy night, but there's always room for another. The trailer for Little Nightmares 2 was released the other day. Here's some of it now. It's scary, isn't it? So it's the story of uh, Six and the Kid. Yeah. You got so excited when this trailer was released that you wanted to play Little Nightmares 1. Yeah. Which has actually come out on the Switch now. Yeah. And I thought this is Halloween-y uh, yeah. and suitable for a you know, spooky game. So how did you find uh, Little Nightmares? If you like a platformer like me, mm. right? Mm. Side-scrolling platformer. Mm. And you like a bit of Corpse Bride. Yeah, it's very like right? Corpse Bride, like isn't that? it? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. You will absolutely love this game. It is probably one of my favourite games ever. I've, I've never seen you pick up a game and then... I completed it in one car journey. You were obsessed. I think it was about three or four hours from yeah. start to finish. Yeah. And you just smashed through it. It's so good. Like, the graphics are beautiful. Mm. You can either play as the kid or six. So I played as six. And you have, like, different challenges where you have to... I don't, it's a thinking game, a puzzle game. You have to creep past big giants and... The one with the long arms was a scary Oh, the guy with the long arms. Yeah. It's quite, it is quite scary, mm. but it's really fun. Now, you can get the deluxe edition or the sort of the full edition, which has... Uh, so you normally play a six, but there's also missions as the kid, which comes in the deluxe thing. The main story was just spectacular, and the ending as well. Oh, it's so beautiful. But, but, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, this is... I rarely play games twice, Rarely. I think I've only ever done that. Well, Crash 1. Yeah. 2 and 3. I'm trying to think what else. Resident Evil. Mm. And that's about it. Mm. I'm going to go back and do the bonus um, little missions as the kid. Nice. Uh, Little Nightmares 2 is out next year in February for all platforms. Really excited. I can pre-order it. Uh, for you now yeah, for £30. Yes, pounds. I'd like that, please. Thank you. <laughs> the complete edition of the first game is around £30 as well, uh, although it's up for discount occasionally, but I would say get the complete edition because you get those bonus missions. Again, I would give this a nine and Ooh. a half. A nine, nine and a half, half. Why is it losing a half? Because it's not as good as Crash. It's not Crash. <laughs> it's not Crash, is it? So, But it's, it's, it's good. It's up there. This is the Naked Gaming Podcast with Chris Barrow and Lee Milner. Just time for our simulator of the month, and it's a survival simulator based in science. Don't say that video games can't teach you anything, because they really can. So over on our sister podcast, Naked Genetics, Phil Sansom has been trying out a game where you play as a group of animals trying to survive a harsh world. The twist... Every skill you need has to come directly from your genes. That means you have to trade one skill off for another. Deal with dominant and recessive genes, avoid the diseases that come from inbreeding, and even cope with the random chance of whether you pass each gene along to the next generation. Hi everybody, I'm Philomena Schwab. I'm a game designer from Switzerland, 
And me and my team made a game that is called Niche Genetics Survival Game, which is a simulation game about population genetics. You are in charge of a population of animals, kind of like mammal, fox-like, but they can also have other animals' traits. And you're trying to keep them alive against all kinds of different odds, such as temperature changes or predators. Okay, let's start this up. I'm going to hit play. So now we're going into story mode. So you will be playing as the little guy Adam, who is a baby animal, while he and his sister are digging around looking for food and suddenly there's a big shadow on the ground and the bird of prey swoops down and grabs Adam and carries him off into the distance. And that's you. So I'm this almost tiger-like little model sitting in this hexagonal grid. And the game now tells you you have to go and collect some food. So you go next to that berry bush and then you just hit the collect button. Depending on your ability to actually collect food, you get a different amount. So you could have an animal that is absolutely horrible because it doesn't really have any fingers. Or you can have animals with very nimble fingers that are very good at plucking out all these berries from the bush. If I click the menu below skills, I can go to my genes menu. You actually have a set of genes for each slot. So there is an ear slot, there is a horn slot, there's an eye slot and a head slot and so on. The gene that is on top is the dominant gene. And if the gene below is um, like dark, then it's the recessive gene. Each of those genes that you have influences the skills that you have. Basically, the idea with the game was to model the five pillars of population genetics. There is a lot of natural selection that is basically trying to kill you in various occasions. You mostly try to avoid this by sexual selection. Sexual selection in nature is basically animals choosing who they are mating with. Often in many species, it's female. So if you have ever seen a a video of those little cute birds dancing around and the female like looking at them and thinking like, hmm, which one should I be picking? That is sexual selection. And in the game, how does that work? In the game, that is you. That's me. I'm sexual selection. You are sexual selection. So you can basically decide who is interested in whom based on what criteria. Since you have the broader overview of the species and where you want to take it. So my female has a dominant gene for black eyes and a recessive gene for blue eyes. Mm -hmm. My male has a dominant gene for black eyes and a recessive gene for green eyes. Yes. If I mated them, which I actually have, could I control which of each parent's two genes, which one went down into the offspring? Or is it random like in real life? That is random. Oh, interesting. Let's see what the baby has. So Black the, eyes. You could have predicted that because that's a dominant. Black eyes, since both parents have it and it's dominant, chances were quite high. How close do you think all this is to real life in a group of animals? Hmm. I think it's pretty abstract, but it still catches like the basic principle of how it actually works. So we have also a free educational version available and we have about 300 biology teachers who use it in class. Most importantly, how can I win? (laughs) You can never win. I can never win? You can never win. So in sandbox mode that you're currently playing, you are just making your own challenges, basically, and trying to survive as long as you can. In the story mode, there actually is a way to win. So you started off with the little tiger animal, Adam, and you were kidnapped from your original island. 
So your goal would be to find a way back home to the original island. And then there's two possible endings to the game. Because Adam had a very special immunity gene that only Adam has. And then if you get back there, but you lost the special gene along the way because it wasn't passed down, then your original family doesn't recognize you anymore and you're just a stranger on this island. But if you manage to pass it down over all these generations, then they will recognize you and welcome you back into their family, which is the true ending of the game. Thanks to Phil Sansom from The Naked Scientists and, of course, The Naked Genetics podcast and Niche, a genetic survival game, is available now on Switch and PC. Nearly 15 quid, but mm. if you want to learn and play mm. your games, then why not? So um, I, I was listening to another podcast, but just back to what? our... What? No, no, but wait, wait, wait. How dare back you? To, back to the whole husband-wife podcast. Did we come up with a name for that, by the way? Well, we put it out to a vote and we decided that work-wife balance was quite funny. That's quite good. That, that's, <laughs> that, it was between work-wife balance, uh, lights, lights camera, camera marriage, married. and then we come up with another one that we don't really like, that our marriage needs some work. <laughs> no, our marriage needs, needs work because we work together. But it's like, it's a bit harsh. Yeah. So, we, so we've decided on work-wife work, work, <laughs> work, balance. So for some research, right, I was listening to this other podcast. I mean, it's not as good as what ours is going to be because we actually work together and we're married. They're just talking about being married together. It's not the same, And they it? have a jingle at the end of it, oh, right? Oh, it's so annoying when and they sing. And it's really annoying when don't, they sing. Don't make Can a you sing. imagine if you were like, you've been listening to Naked Podcast. Thanks so much. What right too much? Much. Much. We, Chris always goes on about fudge. That doesn't rhyme with much. Oh. <laughs> so that's why we won't be doing that. Anyway, watch this space for that. But in the meantime, if you love your games, mm. we're getting some serious action on Twitter. That's weird. <laughs> I'm going to put that in the trailer as well. <laughs> anyway, you can subscribe to us. We're thinking about doing another special video version for Christmas. Oh, yeah. So we've got Halloween. And then yeah. we were saying this the other day, it's going to be Christmas before we know it. Mm. And that's, I don't know if that's good or bad. I suppose we want to get this year out of the way. We got married this year. Yeah, but the rest of it's been an absolute... I know. Beep. I know. It has, hasn't it? <laughs> anyway, on that note, subscribe. We'll end it now. Okay, bye. <laughs>